0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. It is Thursday, November 25th, which means it's Thanksgiving here in America. Um, If you are celebrating Thanksgiving this year, I hope you enjoy some turkey, some tofurkey if you're vegetarian, some pumpkin pie, having maybe some time with friends and family. Maybe you're doing Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. All the options are there. Um, but <clears throat> it is also the last Thursday of the month, which means it is time for our December Books Preview. So if you are new to the podcast, we like to, well, first, I say we in the royal we because um, I used to have a co-host and now it's just me. There will be a new co-host shortly. Can't tell you more than that, though. But um, like to look ahead at all of the awesome books coming out. I don't know why I just said awesome like that. All of the awesome books coming out in the upcoming month. Add some books to your TBR. Apologize in advance for that. Especially if your TBR is like mine. It already has too many that you don't have time to read. All of the titles will be in the show notes. So you don't have to, um, try and remember them as you are listening or write them down. You can always go back later. Um... Yeah, so, other housekeeping stuff. If you want to get a hold of the podcast, I'm just, I'm having issues talking today. Saying weird things. Pronunciation is weird today. If you want to get a hold of the podcast, you can go to our website, professionalbooknerds.com. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at ProBookNerds. And you can always email us at Email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. It's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Today's the 23rd. So I think part of it is my brain is like, we're going to have a long weekend. And yeah, we'll see if I can do this. (laughs) Talk about these books without continuing to sound weird and pronounce things oddly. So let's get right to it. December Books Preview. Oh, as a disclaimer, which we sort of have to do these days, all of these are currently scheduled to come out in December. Publishing sometimes changes things for reasons beyond anyone's control. It is also possible that I will mention a title that was supposed to come out previously, and I didn't know that and has been pushed to December. So just as a warning, as a heads up, so to speak. All right, first up, The Replacement Wife by Darby Kane. Elisa Wright is a mom and wife living a nice, quiet life in a nice, quiet town. She's also convinced her brother-in-law is a murderer. Josh has one dead wife and one missing fiancé. And though he grieved for them, he starts dating someone new. Elise fears for that woman's safety, and she desperately wants to know what happened to her friend, Josh's missing fiance. Searching for clues means investigating her own family, and she doesn't like what she finds, a laptop filled with incriminating information and other women. When Lisa becomes friends with Josh's new girlfriend and starts to question things she thinks are true, Lisa wonders if the memories of a horrible incident a year ago have finally pushed her over the edge, and Josh is really innocent. With so much at stake, Lisa fights off panic attacks and a strange illness. It is, is it a breakdown or something more? The race is on to get to the truth before this, another disappearance because there's a killer in the family. Or is there? So that is The Replacement Wife by Darby Kane. Love a good domestic thriller. Next is Call Us What We Carry by Amanda Gorman. Amanda, of course, is the uh, young poet who... Read right The Hill We Climb at the um, inauguration of President Joe Biden and just completely captured the hearts and minds and love of so many people. Um, so this is a poetry collection. Um, it was originally titled The Hill We Climb, but is now uh, Call Us What We Carry. And I am so looking forward to um reading more of Amanda's poems there is an audiobook version that i believe Amanda narrates which when it comes to poetry you know if you can listen to the poet read the poems themselves it it adds like another layer of you know understanding and emphasis and as you know as the writer and creator of these poems they can always bring something that another narrator could not so that is call us what we carry by amanda gorman next up is the ballerinas by rachel kelpuck (laughs) dale okay this (laughs) the like the little comparison pitch, you know, when they're like, this meets this. Dare Me meets Black Swan and Luckiest Girl Alive in a captivating voice-driven debut novel about a trio of ballerinas who meet a students at the Paris Opera Ballet School. Okay. First, Black Swan is, um, one of my favorite movies. Uh, Dare Me by Megan Abbott. Loved that book. Um... You know I like me some dark academia where we got, like, murder on an educational campus. This is at a ballet school. I mean, (laughs) what is not to love? The cover is gorgeous. Okay, so this is about Delphine. Fourteen years ago, she abandoned her prestigious soloist spot at the Paris Opera Ballet for A New Life in St. Petersburg, taking with her a secret that could upend the lives of her best friends, fellow dancers Lindsay and Margot. Now 36 years old, Delphine has returned to her former home and the legendary Palais Garnier Opera House to choreograph the ballet that will kickstart the next phase of her career. And, she hopes, finally make things right with her former friends. But Delphine quickly discovers that things have changed While she's been away, and some secrets can't stay buried forever. Moving between the trio's adolescent years and the present day, the ballerinas explores the complexities of female friendship, the dark drive towards physical perfection in the name of artistic expression, the double-edged sword of ambition and passion, and the supplemented rage so many women hold inside. Oh, they're so... I... mm, There's so much to love about this description. Again, this is one of those, I like all of these words together in one book. So this is one I put like immediately on hold as soon as I saw it. Uh, That is The Ballerinas. My next one is Tell Me How to Be by Neil Patel. Renew has always seemed perfect. Doting husband, beautiful house, healthy sons. But as the one-year anniversary of her husband's death approaches, Renu is binge-watching soap operas and simmering with old resentments. She can't stop wondering if, 35 years ago, she chose the wrong life. In Los Angeles, her son Akash has everything he ever wanted, but as he tries to kickstart his songwriting career and commit to his boyfriend, he is haunted by the painful memories he fled a decade ago. When his mother tells him she is selling the family home, Akash returns to Illinois, hoping to finally say goodbye and move on. Together, Renu and Akash pack up the house, retreating further into the secrets that stand between them. Renu sends an innocent Facebook message to the man she almost married, sparking an emotional affair that calls into question everything she thought she knew about herself. Akash slips back into bad habits as he confronts his darkest secrets Including what really happened between him and the first boy who broke his heart. When their pasts catch up to them, Renu and Akash must decide between the lives they left behind and the ones they've since created, between making each other happy and setting themselves free. I always love this, you know, parental relationships and examining them um, as you've gotten older and you know, things change. Parents change. Kids change. I'm, I'm really excited for this one. So that is Tell Me How to Be by Neil Patel. My next one is The Big Reveal by Jen Larson. All right, look, I know we're not supposed to judge a book by a cover, but we all do. And this one, I can it's, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. So this is a young adult book. Um, It's about Addie. Addie is a talented dancer, a true blue friend, and a fat, fierce, and driven young woman. I'm already sold, but let's keep going. So when she's accepted into the prestigious dance company of her dreams, she thinks nothing can bring her down until she realizes she doesn't have enough money to go. Refusing to give up, Addie and her friends decide to put on a top secret Invite-only burlesque show to raise funds. Okay. Now, again, I was already sold on this. Now I'm really sold. (laughs) Um, But, of course, as soon as word gets out and the slut-shaming and body-shaming begins, Addie, um, you know, has to decide what to do. Um, Has she been resisting the patriarchy? By doing burlesque and this dance, or has she played, or has she played right into its plans? The big reveal asks hard-hitting feminist questions while reveling in some of life's greatest joys: chasing your passions, falling in love, and embracing yourself exactly as you are. Again, the cover is so good. It's so good. Um, it's Addie. She is gorgeous. She is not thin. She's. Got some, like, in the middle of, like, a burlesque dance. Oh, God, it's so good. I just, I love it. I love everything. I love everything about this book. So, that's the big reveal. My next book is No Beauties or Monsters by Tara Gogen. Described for fans of Stranger Things and Veronica Mars. (laughs) Which, oh, such a good so good okay so welcome to 29 palms where nothing is what it seems riley hasn't been back to the military base in 29 palms since her father died she left a lot of memories out there buried in the sand of the mojave desert memories about her dad her old friends nathan and lily and most of all her enigmatic grandfather a man who cut ties with riley's family before he passed away But her mom's new work assignment has sent their family to 29 Palms again. And now Riley's in the one place she never wanted to return to. At least her old friends are happy to welcome her home. Well, some of them anyway. It turns out Lily is gone, vanished into the desert. To make matters worse, there are whispers around town of a mysterious killer on the loose. But it isn't just 29 Palms that feels frightening. There's something wrong with Riley, too. She's seen things she can't quite explain. Visions of monstrous creatures that stalk the night. Somehow, it all seems to be tied to her grandfather and the family cabin he left behind. Riley wants the truth, but she doesn't know she can trust herself. Are the monsters in her head really out there? Or could it be that the deadliest thing in the desert is Riley herself? Stranger Things, Veronica Mars, I get like... Welcome to Night Vale and Twin Peaks vibes here. Um, so, yes, please. Also, a gorgeous cover. There are a lot of good covers this month. I'm just going to forewarn you. I'm going to be talking about covers a lot. There's a lot of good ones, including this one, for No Beauties or Monsters. Also, that's a that's a good title. Like, it's just complete package right here. Speaking of gorgeous covers, we have Cyber Mage by Saad C. Hussein. So welcome to Dhaka, Bangladesh in 2089. So a little, a little in the future, more than a little. A city notorious for its extreme population density has found an unexpected way to not just survive a global climate apocalypse, but thrive. Pump enough biological nanotech into the neighborhood and all the bodies together form a self-sustaining and even temperate microal climate. Of course, this means that millions of humans have to stay put in order to maintain a livable temperature, and people are getting restless. All of the nanotech has also led to some surprises. Certain people no longer need food or water, while others can live without functioning organs. So the mercenary Gibril has to carry a machete wherever he goes. Only a swift beheading can ensure the job gets done. He navigates the crowded streets, humans teeming with genetic mutations, looking for answers about what happened to the Jin, a magic super race of genies who seem to have disappeared or merged with humans for survival. What Gibral doesn't know is that his every move is being tracked by the infamous Cyber Mage, better known to his parents as Mirzak, a privileged, snarky teenager who regularly works for a Russian crime syndicate with a band of elite hackers. Expected and feared online, Murzak is about to embark on one of his biggest challenges, attending high school IRL in real life. But when he discovers a brand new type of AI operating on a dark web from the abandoned kingdom of Bahrain that he thought was just an urban myth, Mirzak and Girol had to face the unimaginable in an already inconceivable world. In this laugh-out-loud, funny, and totally original new novel, Sayad Z. Hossein continues his signature genre mashup of science fiction and fantasy, challenging and subverting everything pos- previously imagined about our future and climate change. Um, I am, mm-hmm, I'm here for cli-fi, climate fiction, um... I'm always here for hackers. Um, I mean, snarky teenagers, mercenary. What is not to love about this? So that is Cyber Mage. Next, I have Queen of Urban Prophecy by Aya De Leon. 20-year-old Deza was supposed to be just another hot girl MC, but when a bonus track strikes a surprising social chord and rockets her album to the top of the charts and her record label promotes her to headline their first ever all-female national tour. As Deza attempts to live up to her new reputation, her inexperience generates tour drama. And when her female DJ quits, the label replaces her with the last thing Deza needs, the sexy guy DJ she flirted with at a club. But in battling to prove she deserves her success and embracing her power as an activist for Black Lives, Deza starts to feel she can face anything that comes her way until her label prepares to undermine the all-female lineup in the name of mega profits. Now up against brutal industry, misogyny and corporate big money, Deza will need to drive, will need the drive of that scrappy MC from the South side of Chicago and the bulletproof cool of a seasoned music professional. If she wants to claim a space of respect in hip-hop, not just for herself, but for everyone and everything she believes in. And my last book is My Dad's Funnier Than Your Dad by Kelly Conway, daughter of comedian Tim Conway. Uh, I'm going to age myself here. Whatever. I just turned 40. I don't care. I love Tim Conway. I watch The Carol Burnett Show. I still watch The Carol Burnett Show. In fact, while looking up books for this particular episode, I came across this book and uh, immediately went to YouTube and looked up the um Gone with the Wind parody that Carol Burnett show did where Tim Conway plays Brashley uh, yeah. <laughs> with the, the curtain dress with, like, the literal curtain rods. Oh, God, it's so good. Anyway, I love Tim Conway. He... Uh, grew up in the Cleveland area, also went to Bowling Green State University like I did. Obviously, he was there before me. But um, this is a, um, you know, his daughter Kelly has now kind of written, not kind of, has written a book about growing up with Tim Conway as her dad. Um, It is a love letter to her father and mother, as well as an account of the warm, laugh-filled world in which she spent her childhood. The book portrays a cheaper-by-the-dozen style upbringing when she and her five younger brothers spent their lives playing together within a protective cocoon of affection and love. Uh, it just, oh my gosh, I love it. Tim Conway, just, I want to know what Tim Conway was like as a dad. He seems like he would be a fun dad, right? And he's just hilarious. Um, So that is My Dad's Funnier Than Your Dad. It's a good title, too. Also a good title. So, okay. Those are my December book picks for this upcoming month. Um, Again, it's Thanksgiving. So I know some of you are probably busy with family stuff um, and may not, you know, have time necessarily to listen to the little podcast, but I am thankful for all of you. I probably should have said this at the beginning, shouldn't I? Oh, well, this is what happens when we just sort of have no plan in place. Um, we've been, I, I've been doing this podcast now for like six years, almost, uh, uh, I mean, pretty close. It was December of 2015, Um, and all of you listeners have been amazing, whether you've been with us from the beginning, whether this is the first time you have ever listened to an episode of the podcast, Um, and I love doing what I get to do. I love that the podcast, you know, Adam left three months ago. We still got it. We still going. We, you know, author interviews on Monday, book chats like this on Thursday, still working on it. Hopefully in the new year, be able to, um, announce a new co-host for all of you. In the meantime, you just have me and hopefully that's okay. But know that I'm so thankful for all of you who continue to listen, who email us, um, who... You know, social media messengers don't. You know who watch my weird little TikToks where I make weird little videos about books. (laughs) And um, yeah. So again, if you are celebrating Thanksgiving today, enjoy that time with friends and family. If you are celebrating with others, if it's just you and your immediate family, have fun. Enjoy you know, turkey, whatever you're eating. Um, I, I will be making corn casserole. It's funny, speaking of TikTok, not really, but we're gonna go with it. Um, I have this corn casserole recipe that my mom made when I was growing up, and um we have a a family cookbook that my mother-in-law put together when um I got married, and the corn casserole recipe is in there. My mom made it for Thanksgiving when we would go to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. So um, my my mother-in-law requested that I bring the corn casserole to um, Thanksgiving this year. Uh, my mom died a few years ago, so she she obviously can't. So I am bringing the corn casserole. And it's this casserole, like this corn casserole. I went to read the recipe. I've never made it before. And so I was reading the recipe and I was like, oh, okay, these are, these are, you know, you made know where I'm going with this. So there's like a can of whole kernel corn, can of cream corn. There's some sour cream. There's some jiffy corn mix. You like mix it up. You put it, you bake it. I'm not even kidding you. I've seen on TikTok this week and Instagram and several places like everyone <laughs> making the same corn casserole. Not that I assumed it was like an original from my mom. I never thought that, but... Drew Barrymore had a TikTok where she is essentially making the same corn casserole, which is just hysterical to me that all of these people have grown up with the same corn casserole. There's maybe some deviation and like, like I think Drew Barrymore's had like maybe there was milk, I think instead of sour cream, um and maybe like two cans of cream corn um, I saw one that put cheese on top, but at its heart, at its heart, we're all eating the same corn casserole with just different variations. And this brings, like, this is so, it's just so wholesome. It is so wholesome that all of us will be eating, so many of us will be eating the same corn casserole for Thanksgiving. And like, is that what the holiday's all about? Just that, that time, you know, even if you can't be with your family, because we are still in the pandemic, let's not forget that. Even if you can't be with your family, you can take comfort in knowing that there's a good chance that if you also make this same corn casserole, or something similar to it, that there are other people in the world who are, who are eating that same corn casserole for Thanksgiving, and there's just, there's something wholesome about that, I think. So, I'm going to leave you with that. Corn casserole. <laughs> uh, if you also are familiar with this corn casserole and I've grown, like, I, I don't know the origin of this corn casserole. I have no idea where my mom got it. I don't know where anybody else I've seen posts about it has gotten the original recipe. It feels like one of those things that shows up, like, on the back of the box of the Jiffy Corn Mix. Like you know, uh, corn muffin mix. It feels like one of those. Like, it feels like a Nestle Toll House cookie recipe or, like, a Libby pumpkin pie recipe, right? These companies, it's not on the back of my box, of Jiffy. Trust me, I checked when I realized everyone was making the same corn casserole. But it feels like one of those recipes that just, like, has existed in Americana for decades because some company put it on a back of a box, of one of the ingredients, and it is now, it is now here forever for all of us to enjoy on Thanksgiving. I'm going to stop rambling right now. Um, and, yeah, so, last Thursday of November, we have a month left in 2021. I'm excited to see where, where we are headed for the remainder of the year. Um, And that's all I got for y'all today. So en- enjoy. Happy reading. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on Overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen Podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Jill Grudenwald and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit ProfessionalBookNerds.com. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design,